and welcome to the Summit Church Podcast. We hope today, as you listen to this week's content, that you grow in your faith and in your relationship with God. Connect more with us by going to ardmoresummit.church and remember to love God, love people, and love life. Glad you're all here today. We're going to have some fun. We're starting a new series. If you have your Bibles, let's open up to the book of Psalms. We're also going to be in the book of 1 John. I want to jump straight into this message this morning. If you go to that next slide, we're starting a series called Prayer Warrior. Praying with passion, power, and confidence. All month long, we're going to be talking about how do we become people of prayer. When I was growing up, one of the things that we would say about a person who was just known for being a strong prayer is we would say, that person is a prayer warrior. How many of you knew that there was one or two people in, that, in your church or whatever, maybe in your family, you knew if there was a need, you knew who the first people to call were, right? We've all got those people in our life, and, and one of the things we say about them is they are a prayer warrior. And let me just say right off the bat, as we go through this series, I want each and every person to become a prayer warrior. Here's the good news. Anybody can do this. You don't have to have any special talents, gifts, or abilities. doesn't matter your personality, your background. doesn't matter your age. doesn't matter any of that. Everybody can become a person of incredible prayer. Uh, let me tell you the, the challenge. Notice that word warrior. Prayer is spiritual battle. And we're going to talk about this in an encouraging way. I want to equip you. I want to encourage you. I want you to become a person of prayer. But I need you to also understand what is going on when we pray. So all month long we're going to be talking about that. But today, if you go to that next slide, I want to talk today to begin this series talking about the God who hears. And so if you get your sermon outline and an ink pen ready to go, I want you taking notes today. You can also scan the QR code up here on the screen and take notes on your, on your smartphone. But I want to talk to you about the God who hears. I want to give you very practical tips during this series. We're going to be talking about some very basic things. Think of this kind of like basic training. I know we've got a couple folks who have been in the military before. You go to basic training, right? If you're starting off somewhere, you've got to start from the very beginning, lay a good foundation. And did you know that the first aspect of becoming a great person of prayer really has very little to do with us. The first step in becoming a prayer warrior is know who you're talking to. Because if we get that wrong, it doesn't matter how sincere we are. It doesn't matter how much time we spend in prayer. We have to understand the God whose idea prayer was in the first place that says, I want you to pray to me. So I want to talk today about the God who hears, who he is aware of what we go through. So let's go to that next slide, if you would. Let's look at Psalm chapter 66, and then we're going to, here in a moment, we'll look at 1 John. This is what the word of the Lord says. Psalm chapter 66 says this, Come and hear, all you who fear God, and I will tell what he has done for my soul. I cried to him with my mouth, and high praise was on my tongue. If I had cherished iniquity in my heart, the Lord would not have listened. Next slide. But truly God has listened. 
He has attended to the voice of my prayer. Blessed be God because he has not rejected my prayer or removed his steadfast love from me. You could also go to that next slide if you would. This is what 1 John says. This is John speaking, a friend of Jesus. And this is what it says. And this is the confidence that we have toward him. That if we ask anything according to his will, look at these last three words. He hears us. We pray to a God who hears, who listens. And I understand that at a visceral level, all of us can shake our heads and say amen to that. But I'm going to tell you, if you really want to take your prayers to the next level, you want to be known as a person of prayer, you want to see God move mightily in your life, you've got to have it settled once and for all, deep in your spirit, that when you go to God in prayer, He hears. That there's no question, that there's no doubt. And so let's lay this foundation this morning, get it all settled, and then the rest of the series will move into the practical steps. Sound good to you? Hearing. Hearing is a gift from God. The ability to communicate is really a miracle if you think about it. I'm pushing wind out of my mouth. It's hitting this microphone, going through some wires, coming through two giant black boxes, pushing more air out, hitting your eardrums, hitting your cognitive faculties, and you're forming things in a millisecond of when I say them. That's cool. That's pretty cool. The, the miracle of communication is one of the gifts from God, that He gives us the ability to speak, to, to communicate. And there's a lot of things that can be said about hearing and listening. We can hear. We relate through sound. It's, it's even, even those who have uh, uh, disadvantages or disabilities, there's still ways to communicate with, with sign language, with braille, with different ways to understand and to hear what's going on. There's even aids to help us. For example, we're using a sound system. Did you believe, you believe that at one time the church fought against bringing sound systems into the church? That's worldly. I say this, if it helps everybody hear the gospel message, I'm all for it. Amen? Amen? We, have, we have hearing aids. I said we have hearing. No, sorry. We have, we have abilities to be able to hear better. That's a gift from God. There's even apps that you can say something in English, press a button, and out of nowhere, it'll say it in another language. I've done it with people, and it is incredible. I don't. I'm trusting the app that it's accurate. I don't know, but that says it is right, so that's pretty cool. There's a lot of technolo uh, technology and different things that allow us to speak. Sometimes communication is tough. Sometimes you mishear people say things. Anybody ever been there? How many of you hate when you're typing a text message and that phone decides, I'm going to change that word, even though you know you hit the right letter, it says, no, I'm going to change that up. I can't stand that, can you? It's like, I know what I'm trying to say. Let me misspell the word if I want to. I remember when I pastored in Texas for a few years, there was a man there. Um, his name was Joe Moss. Some of you went to, came to visit us. You remember Joe Moss. Joe Moss was in his late 50s, and Joe, Joe was uh, disabled. Joe had some mental um, shortcomings. He was severely deformed in his body and his features. And I went there, and day one, I just fell in love with Joe. Joe is a neat guy. But Joe 
he, he, I'm not going to try to do it because it would, it would appear rude, but he couldn't talk really well. But over time, even with him having limitations, I learned how to communicate with him. And I remember Joe, he was, he was uh, fixing to pass away. And we were up in the hospital, me and a guy named Bill from the church. We went to the hospital there in Galveston to see him. And so we, we walked up, and he's laying on death's bed. And as a pastor... You, you do the obvious. Joe, is your heart right with the Lord? Yes. Okay, we're good. Uh, not sure really what else to say, but I'm just going to hang out here with you. I'm just going to love on you, brother. And so we stayed there for a minute, and he said, and I'm not going to say it in his speech, but he said, uh, Pastor, I, I, I want to go one more time down to the beach, see the, see the waves. I said, Joe, if you get out of here, me and Bill, we're going to take you down there and look at them waves. And y'all might as well let, lighten up because there's a funny part coming. So, but I said, okay, here we, you know, I'll do that for you. And I, I want to sit there on, the, on a bench and just look out at the waves. I said, okay, and I'll, I'll use the voice that he used. But he said, and we get out there with the cigars. I look over at Bill, and Bill's going. I said, do you want some cigars? Okay. Is that allowed? Can the preacher go? Sure. I said, I'll go buy you some cigars, Joe. I, said, I mean, he may have two days left to live. I said, if we get out of here, I'll tell you what, I'll go buy the guy a cigar. And he goes, nah, nah, nah. he was arguing with me. And I said, Joe, don't worry. I'll go get you some cigars. Don't worry. And he's, he goes, nah, nah, nah. I was like, do you not want the cigars or not? And he goes, caw, caw. And Bill goes, he wants to hear the seagulls. Pastor fail. He said, I don't want no cigars. Call. <laughs> Hearing people clearly sometimes is hard. You and I have limitations. We have faults. We have problems as human beings. But God hears us clearly every time. Aren't you thankful for that? If you would go to that next slide, I want to bring out a point of uh, Scripture in Exodus chapter 3, verse number 7. Exodus 3 says this, Then the Lord said, I have surely seen the affliction of my people who are in Egypt and have heard their cry because of their taskmasters. I know their sufferings. Get your outline ready, and I want you to go to that next slide. Here's the truth about the God who hears. First of all, as the Scripture we just read, God sees. God sees sees. God observes and watches everything that goes on in our life. Can you say amen to that? God's, God's talking to Moses. He's calling Moses to go to Egypt. And he says, I see what they deal with. God sees it all. God is not a distant landlord. Amen? God does not watch peeking over the banister of heaven from time to time to check in on his children, making sure we're not screwing up things too bad. No, God sees everything. Number two, you can go to that next point. God hears. God hears. God's ears, obviously an anthropomorphism, but God hears everything. God is a communicating God, right? Right from the beginning of the scripture. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and He spoke. God is a communicating God. He wants to be known. He wants to know us. That's why we're wired in His image for relationship. 
right? Relationship with human beings was part of God's idea. We're wired for communication because God is a communicating God. He's aware of our language. He's aware of our cries. That's why any time you say a prayer, you can be confident that He hears. And then the number three that we just read is this. God knows. God is all-knowing. He cares. Not just in the sense that God is, is a giant brain in the sky. No, the, the, him knowing means that God cares. You remember what Peter says in, in, in 1 Peter, cast all your cares upon him because he cares for us. You need to know this. You need to be confident of this. You need to be thrilled by these three statements that God sees, God hears, God knows. He knows what we go through. He hears us. By the way, just a couple of of things just about prayer. Sometimes people mistake God's uh, delays as a denial, right? Can you get it? Can I get an amen for that? Sometimes we mistake God delaying something as a denial. If God sees, if God hears, and if God knows, then we can trust His timing. Amen. Amen. Well, let's move on to the, to the uh, next slide, if you would. I want to give four points this morning, give some scripture to back it up, and really lay this foundation as we move into a time of prayer this morning. I just I want you to write these four statements down. He hears us when we, number one, when we see him clearly. Write that down. God hears us when we see him clearly. Who we are praying to matters. Are we praying to a God of our own invention? Are we praying to a cliche? Are we throwing up prayers to some abstract prayer collector in the sky? Or are we praying to the living God, Yahweh? Are we praying to the one who sent his son to die for us? Are we praying to the one that loves us more than we could ever love anyone or anything? We have to see him clearly. This is praying with clarity. When we go to prayer, friends, we need to have it settled who we're praying to. I'll go over this more in the next couple of weeks, but just saying a prayer to something doesn't count. Just saying a prayer to the man upstairs, whoever, whatever that is, is not the way God wants to relate to us. You don't have to have a Ph.D. in theology to know God clearly. All you need to do is pick up the Bible and know Him. We just went through a whole series about walking with God. God wants us to see Him clearly who He is. We have to know who we're praying to. Hebrews 11.6, without faith, it is impossible to please God because anyone who comes to Him must believe that He is and that He rewards those who earnestly seek Him. I want to see him clearly. Anybody ever FaceTime somebody and out of nowhere, you're just like, you're trying to get the angle and then it just freezes and you're just like, yeah, this ain't working. This ain't happening. When it comes in crystal clear, it's almost as if they're face to face. When we pray and we see him clearly, there is simultaneously joy that fills us but also causes us to tremble a little bit because we're in the presence of a holy God. Amen. Number two. Again, basic things, but 
So, in, so essential. He hears us when we walk in holiness. He hears us when we walk in holiness. This is praying with character, integrity, righteousness, being in right standing with God. God hears us when we walk in holiness. Your prayer life, my prayer life, is linked to my walk with God. Hands down. Your prayer life, the effectual prayer of a righteous man, haleth much. Some King James folks in the Bible love it. Your prayer life is linked to your walk with God. Psalm 66, the scripture we just read, it said, did you notice it says, if I had cherished iniquity in my heart, sin, wickedness, if I had cherished that, the Lord would not have listened. Now, I know this is not for any of y'all here because I can tell y'all are walking in holiness and righteousness. Y'all are awesome. Y'all are here on a Sunday morning. You love the Lord with all your heart. But just in case, let me go through some scriptures for you, okay? Isaiah 59, your iniquities have made a separation between you and God. Your sins have hidden his face so that he does not hear. Hmm. What a troubling thought. James 4.3, even when you ask in prayer, you don't get it because your motives are all wrong. You only want what will give you pleasure. 1 Peter 3, the eyes of the Lord watch over those who do right, and his ears are open to their prayers. Listen to the weight of this. But the Lord turns his face away from those who do evil. John chapter 9, we know that God doesn't listen to sinners. But he is ready to hear those who worship him and do his will. Whew. When I was studying this week, I was shocked at just how many scriptures there are telling us. God says, I will hear the righteous, but I will not listen to the unrighteous. Now, now let me clarify something. There's a difference here in praying for repentance, praying for crying out for help and what we're talking about in coming to God in intercession coming to God and asking for blessings and those type of things is what we're talking about here amen God will always hear the cry of a sinner that says save me right amen let's get that okay just just make sure we're good our theology is good here let me give you a scenario imagine a kid you you walk in and and you see your kid, and you come into the house. Your kid's just like writing on the wall, doing something you've asked them repeatedly not to do. Maybe a certain five-year-old of mine has done this recently. And you've asked them, don't do that. And, and they walk in, and you're like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, hey, can I have a pony? Okay. As a parent, did you hear what they said? Yeah, you heard it, but there's something bigger going on. You're thinking, um, you put that pin down right now, we're about to have a talk, right? Because that's the important thing in this moment. The important thing is, uh, put the ink pin down, you don't write on the walls. All right, if you go into your kid's room and your kid's there, there's spaghetti in the ceiling fan, and then there's 14 changes of clothes there, and it smells like a middle school locker room, chicken noodle soup, something crazy going on, and, and you're like, what is going on? And they're like, hey, can we go to Six Flags? You as a parent are like, I'm not hearing this. 
Come on, moms, dads, that was your chance to be like, amen. I don't want to hear it. How many of you have ever used that one? I don't want to hear it. Did you know that our Heavenly Father does the same thing with His children? I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. If you're going to disobey what I have clearly, consistently, and repeatedly said, don't do this. I'm not going to listen. But here's the good news. When we clean our room, when we scrub off the writing on the wall, when we understand that, oh, it's by His love that I can do certain things, it's from His strength and His grace that I can walk in righteousness, guess what? God sits down and says, let's talk about that pony. Let's take you to Six Flags. Let's do those things. Why? Because He sees you're walking in holiness and you get it. Man. Number three. God hears us when we have humbled ourselves. God hears us when we have humbled ourselves. This means praying with conviction. This is talking about the right posture of the heart. You know, the Bible talks very little about how to pray. It really does. There's not a whole lot of like, okay, stand in this way. You read other religions, there are. Other religions, there's all these hoops that you've got to jump through and things. The Bible, it gives a little bit, lifting up holy hands and stuff like that. But really, as a general rule, the Bible's not, not big on like the mechanics of it. It's more interested about not the posture of whether you kneel, stand, close your eyes, or any of that. It's more interested in the posture of your heart. How do you approach God? We approach God first and foremost in prayer with adoration. Name who He is. Dear God, You are awesome. Right? Holy is your name. And you begin to do that. That sets the stage. That sets the tone who we're praying to. And it lets us know you are God and we are not. What a great place it is to be. Our Father. Which by definition means we are sons and daughters. We humble ourselves before God. Humble yourself. Pray with conviction, have the right posture of the heart. I never come to God demanding He do things because I deserve it. Every time I come to my Heavenly Father, it's knowing, God, everything you do is a gift of grace. I come to you with a humble heart. You all know the famous scripture, 2 Chronicles 7, 14. We see it on coffee mugs and bumper stickers and politicians use it when convenient. If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, seek my face, turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven, I will forgive their sin and heal their land. If we humble ourselves, it's amazing the line that we have with God. It's like speaking with a friend face to face. Humble ourselves. And then lastly, the juxtaposition of that last point is this. We approach with boldness. Isn't that funny? We humble ourselves before a holy God. Do you remember the scene in, in Isaiah where it says, I, I saw the Lord seated upon His throne and I was a man undone. To see God pure and wild causes you to shake. But, but there's a point in the New Testament when it says, approach the throne with boldness. What? How do these two things go together? How are we supposed to be humble 
and yet confident. And here's the, here's the answer. We'll talk about this some more in a, in a separate sermon. When we come to God in prayer, we are not coming in our name. God, it's uh, I come to you in the name of Jonathan, Mark, Yandel, the third, son of Robert Yandel, grandson of Charlie Yandel, great-grandson of Nineveh Yandel. By the way, that was his name. I don't do that. I come to him, I've humbled myself, remove my name. <laughs> I've nothing to offer a king but to come in his son's name. Why? Because his son died for me. If Jesus died for me and says, you, I've bought you with the price, you are mine, I can go to God boldly, but in Jesus' name. Hebrews 4.16, let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Wow. So this morning, we're going to wrap up and we're going to go into a time of prayer. Oh, I can't wait. We're going to be talking about praying with persistence. We're going to be talking about praying with authority. We're going to be talking about just some of the basics of prayer. How long should I pray for something? When, when should I stop praying for something? We're going to go over all those questions. But before we talk about us, this morning is the declaration to say, God, we have to start with you. You're the God who hears. You're the God who listens. You're the God that is aware. You know, you see, and you hear. Musicians, if you'd come. I, uh, there's a, part of me that I, I struggle with what I'm about to say because I don't have the most sophisticated way of saying it so try to understand <laughs> try to hear what I'm saying uh, you can pray to God at any moment you should pray without ceasing amen we cry out to the Holy Spirit God come into this car come into this place Come into this room. Come into my office. Come into my lunch break. I need to spend time with you here. But, but can I just say, say something? Again, I want you to hear my heart with what I'm about to say. The most effective prayers you can utter is when you see him most clearly. Right? The most effective prayers you can offer God is when you see him clearly, who he is. And let me tell you, we say, well, when is that? It's what we're about to do. We're going to stand with brothers and sisters and singing worship to the living God. So again, don't say, well, Jonathan said, the only time my prayers matter is at church. No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying here in a moment is an opportunity for us to practice what we preach and to actually do what we say and it maybe it helps us to see him clearly by just closing our eyes can we do that just close our eyes hey thanks again for listening to the summit church podcast we hope today you enjoyed the content and what god was speaking to you today again we'd love to connect with you more by going to ardmoresummit.church join us sunday mornings at 11 a.m in ardmore oklahoma at 1725 north commerce street take care and be blessed